Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. It is the Oppo Insights. I'm Paul Meach, and I'm joined today by Jack Reed from Talk Norwich City. A very happy man as Norwich just had that big procession back to the Premier League. Um, yeah, yeah, Jack, thanks so much for taking the time to join us, mate. Um, as we say, you just seem happy, you seem relaxed, you know, you've had a great season and now you get to go back to back to the ground again. What's not to like? Well, yeah, Paul, thanks so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure. I think I was relaxed up until about Monday this week and then the, the fear starts to set in. You know, th- thoughts of that, performance at Anfield a couple of seasons back when we're 4-0 down in 40 minutes. Um, fears of Salah and Firmino and Mane running up against Grant Hanley starts to set in. Um, but the the joy of being able to get back to Carrow Road is, is you know, overwhelming. Um, cannot wait to get back. Cannot wait to see Norwich City back in the Premier League. It's been... Um, uh, a positive 12 months for Norwich City. Nobody else, but Norwich City. Um, so looking forward to seeing what uh, what it's like on the pitch. Yeah, it's an interesting point, that, actually, because, you know, it's about the Carrow Road thing. And I was just, I was thinking about it as like, yeah, I get those fears. And we'll talk a little bit about how the teams will sort of go up against each other in a bit. But, you know, it's it's a it's a half-five kickoff, right? It's, you know, you're newly promoted, you're champions. There's a full stadium. Like... For all those fears, you're not getting a better platform than, oh, abs- than that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the late kickoff on our own, you suspect that, you know, most of the country will be will be tuned in in, in some capacity. Um, all behind and- you. No one will want us to win that. <laughs> well, you, you know, the, the fact that we're up against Liverpool means that the audience will be will be far greater and it is going to be loud. Um I suspect it will be loud up and down the country, but um, even more so with Norwich, there'll be signings there we haven't seen in flesh yet. There'll be players there that have, you know, never played in front of a crowd. Some of the younger players will have never played in front of a crowd. So it's going to take some um, adapting for them and probably adapting for us as well. I haven't been in a crowd that big for God knows how long. So, um, yeah, can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I say I think I think that, and I we can't help but we do it because Liverpool have had a tremendous record against Norwich, you know, at, at times. Even when it's even when it's been a close run thing, you know, think about Adam Lallana late winners back in twenty sixteen. Yeah, try, try not to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I only remember that because my daughter was born the next day, so I was up till about five o'clock the next morning after that one. So it was a good, that was a decent one. The uh, but yeah, obviously Jurgen Klopp getting his glasses broken and all that kind of stuff. But people remember Suarez and you know and and you know him having a, a field day against you guys. But like as I say, you know you've you've given you, you whimpered out of the league last time around, but you gave Man City a couple of bloody noses. So 
I, I think the idea that this is going to be Liverpool, oh, we've got a great history, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how relevant that necessarily is for this game. Yeah, I, well, I think the, the difference in quality between the two sides is, is apparent. But I think people forget Norwich did put up a fight last time in the Premier League until um, that, you know, until COVID came. And then Project Restart was just a complete write-off and a disaster. But we, we started the season well. We beat Man City. We absolutely wiped Newcastle um, off the pitch. And, and we, we the first 10 games, we were, we were in the mix. And then injuries came and, you know, it all unravelled. I think this is a different Norwich team this time, though, and I think the the way we play will um, will be will be new to certain people that haven't watched the championship, and I don't expect people to be watching the championship. Um, but some things have changed. But you, you still look at the two sides. I mean, the the quality is there's a, there's a stark difference between between yeah. both of us. Oh look, I, I, to the point. I think you, you're right. I'm not expecting. I'm not trying to draw out from you here, like, oh yeah, we're going to smash Liverpool because because we're, we're at home. But I mean, like, just to, just for the love of the game and all that kind of stuff. I'm I'm a bit gutted we're not at home first game because you know we've yeah. had a couple of friendlies with fans in and those atmospheres were amazing. But you know, in terms of starting off, and as, as I say, I mentioned, you know, Norwich have a style of play, and particularly when you've got people there screaming, you're on. You know, small, relatively, you know, smallish ground. You know, you've, you're going to make a, a fair old din. Um, um, yeah, so I, you know, I, 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 there's definitely you've, you've got that on your side. That, to my point, when you talk about it, great. You might have another, you know, ten games in, you might be an easier prospect. You say you were saying on the on the um, the extra show we've just recorded, which is going to be streaming on the, on the website. You know, there's you reach a point where it's it's kind of you know it's kind of done. It's kind of done. So you've got a hard start to the season. I'd rather play yet after that start <laughs> you know when you're all demoralized and all the high of yeah. coming up uh, has gone away so it could be worse uh, i just want to say to actually the people watching us live if you want to get any uh, questions in for jack to get a little bit more insight into how Norwich you're going to be then please do leave them in the comments uh, we did get one here from sharif uh, ahmed who says still getting suarez ptsd <laughs> i mean that was just ridiculous isn't it them few them couple of years you know, the first game where I can't remember the first game he plays against. I, th I think that's the one where he scores from the halfway line, gets his hat trick. You go into the next one with, with vivid memories. Then he scores four and then he scores another four in just the most ridiculous fashion from halfway line, the volley, the chip. And it's like, it was just a never ending um, scar that was just continually opened up. Um, so I, there are no fans happier to see the back of Suarez from the Premier League than Norwich fans. Um, yeah, the bloke, the bloke was an absolute joke. Yeah, I mean, it was, um, yeah, it was ridiculous, really. <laughs> it's funny, actually, you did an interview with John Ruddy a couple of years ago, didn't you? And he was, he was talking about that. And yeah, I imagine he still carries uh, some emotional scars. Yeah, definitely. I, I can't remember the quote off the top of my head, but he infamously um, accidentally knocked out Didier Drogba coming from across. And he said he just wished he'd done that to Luis Suarez early on, just to let him know he was there and just end the pain that he was suffering every game. He, he said he's never come up against a striker as as unique and as versatile as him. The goals, he, I mean, the 10-odd the, the goals he scored against us in the couple of seasons he played us um, were remarkable. And the, add that to the portfolio of other goals he scored against different clubs. The, the man was phenomenal. So look, let's let's talk about Norwich now. They're going to play because you know you mentioned there. You know we we started the season against you last time. You know we were at Anfield that time, and you're right. Liverpool did end up sort of wiping the floor with Norwich to some extent. But it's easy. I mean, this is one of those things that sounds pathetic when you're talking about it after the fact. You know when you when you've it's easier to say this from a winning position than a losing position. 
Norwich gave Liverpool a really good game in that first half. Like there was a couple of times where they, they got in and got in behind and, co- and, and caused us some problems. We Liverpool went ten games into that season, and I remember saying like, we come up against. I think like, a couple of the big teams we come up against. I said not. I think it was. I think it was Arsenal. Saying, like Norwich gave us a better game than some of Liverpool's so-called rivals. That is that mm. something that's still very much at the at, at the at the core of what you do. It's gonna be you're gonna come out and and give it a good go. Or do you think Fark's gonna be a little bit more pragmatic having? been through this cycle once before yeah I think the latter we were, we were incredibly naive the last time we came into the Premier League and, and what you've just said there Paul in, in terms of you know we gave you a good run but it didn't quite work out that's quite nice to hear the first couple of times but when you hear that every single week <laughs> it's incredibly draining and it's really frustrating there was a period around Christmas where we took the lead in five consecutive games and walked away from them five games without, without a single point and it's like there's only so much of the pretty football you can take. Now, I'm, I'm not saying I, I want Norwich to, and, and they won't go back to a Chris Hewton style of football that kept us in the Premier League, but was so incredibly dull. Norwich City have become slightly more tactically sound. We've become slightly um, less offensive. Um, and, we've, and we've really invested in our defensive line. Um, but also we've got players that have played in the Premier League now, Max Ahrens and Todd Cantwell and Timmy Pukki and Tim Krul. All of these players now have that Premier League experience. And I think that's going to help hugely. Coming up, it almost, there almost felt an expectation from opposition fans that Norwich were this fresh um, team that will take it to opposition. And it worked against Manchester City. And that was almost the worst thing that could have happened because people then knew what to expect from us. And because it had worked once, we felt like it could work every other week. And Premier League teams and Premier League managers are just so well-tuned that they can just block that out so quickly. So, um, yeah, we're not we're not like that. Well, I hope we're not like that now. We weren't in the Championship. Whether that translates to the Premier League is another question. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, if you can do that to Man City again, though, that would be absolutely tremendous because <laughs> that provided everyone with so much happiness from a Liverpool perspective um, last year. Um, no, it will be interesting to see because I, I think that's, that's it, isn't it? Is that there's there's a lot of teams that come up and have ambitions to play you know, good football, and that's admirable. And you know, we we joked about it earlier about how you know there actually might be something to going up and down, and you know, and playing, continue to play entertaining football, but but doing it really well in the championship every now and again, as opposed to being a team that just plays dour, horrible, miserable football, but sits in the Premier League and achieves nothing um, in in the process. But you know, I suppose this time around, would you would you settle? Would you take? Would you sell your soul a little bit in this regard, just to get, just for that one more season of stability? No, I, I don't think you. I don't think you necessarily have to sell your soul. I think you have to be clever and you have to make the most of the strengths of your players in the squad. But I think our style has developed now over the course of twelve plus months that we won't have to revert back to this horrible Pulis Hewton esque style to to find slightly more um, victory. I think I think mindset's a big thing. Um, Daniel Farker spoke lots about Burnley and I know they've got a certain style of football from, but from a mindset perspective I think they went the start of last season picking up maybe a point from their first seven games and still went on to survive Norwich didn't seem like they had the ability to go on bad runs and break out of them and that's so important yeah. in the Premier League there will be stretches for Norwich City where we go six games without winning a game but it's then in- crucial that we pick up two wins after that for example so I think yeah. it's a mindset thing 
Um, but yeah, like we have to adapt our style because you can get away with this expansive way of playing if you're a Leeds United with one of the best managers in the world and an incredibly big budget compared to Norwich City's. You can't get away with it when you're Norwich City and the maximum you can spend on a player is £12 million. It, it's not possible. You don't have the, the, the disparity in quality. is just too big to get away with it. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, talk to me a little bit then about the players that you you, you know you mentioned the, the the signing fees and what have you. Billy Gilmore in on loan. I saw uh, a little clip. You're very very excited at prospect. Liverpool fans will know him well, of course. Yeah, he he, I think he won man of the match against us in the FA Cup prior to prior to lockdown. Um, and you said to me on the again on the Insights Extra show earlier, he, he seems to have really settled in so far. Yeah, Gilmore looks incredible, and this is the difference between the Premier League and the Championship, right? Is the, Billy Gilmore can't get into the Chelsea side and already looks a world apart from any of our other midfielders. And these types of players are awash amongst the likes of your squads and Manchester City's. You, you can tell the difference in quality, the ability to find the pass. He just gets about the pitch so majestically. Um, so he's been a really shrewd signing and hopefully he'll fill the role of, of Oliver Skip. He was another loan signing we had. He was from Tottenham. He did exceptionally well in the in the championship. But I think Tottenham now deem him of a quality that he'll probably be fighting out for their first team. So it's an obvious step up from, from Norwich. Um, so Gilmore's come in and, and has settled well. And then the others are kind of unknowns, really. Young, exciting prospects where they might work and they might not. Um, Christos Zolis will be coming in from, from Powak in Greece. He's incredibly highly rated. Josh Sargent, who's an American international, um, he's come in from Werder Bremen, as well as Milo Rashika. I think that 48% of Daniel Farker's money spent since he's been here has now gone to one single club, and that's Werder Bremen. So they're, they're loving us. Um, <laughs> so lots of these kind of young players with something to prove, but 
still around the 10 million pound price bracket you never quite know um what to make of it. but that's big money for Norwich City so we, we've yeah. certainly spent considerably more than we did last time which is pleasing uh, we had a question here uh, asking do we think Josh Sargent's gonna make his debut at the weekend uh, he'll be in the squad. I don't think he will be uh, the first choice. I think it will be Timu Puki who starts up front. I doubt that Daniel Farker will will start two strikers. The man to look out for, though, is Christos Zolitz. Now, he's not officially signed yet. It should be announced today or on Thursday. Um, and apparently he's double jabbed, which means he doesn't have to isolate. I know it's, it's incredibly 2021, isn't it? Um, which means he doesn't have to isolate. So as long as we get the, the signing through by Friday, he should be on the on the starting 11. Um, and there's, there's a lot of excitement around him. Brilliant. There's a question here uh, from Lily and Rama. So, Jack, where do you think your team can be exposed? I mean, do you even know because having walked all over the championship, are you even aware of what the weaknesses could be in that side? Well, defensively, the thing when you're a Norwich fan and and when you're Daniel Farker and you're going up against Liverpool, as we are this week, the expectation isn't necessarily to score goals because you're not going into these games expecting to win if you pick up a goal here or there happy days it's all about you know keeping the door shut and and staying sound defensively now the last time we were in the Premier League we you know left the door wide open and just welcomed goals in um we can't do that this time we've we've invested in Ben Gibson Dimitri Yanoulis who have improved the back line considerably if we can just keep tight for the first half go into the break level that's the boys will have in the back of their head that's far better than what happened last time we played you um i think we've got a chance then we just need to stay tight but the defense is still a worry because it's uh it's young and going up against i would say one of the best you know uh strike forces attacking lines in the premier league there's room for exposure there yeah, just a, a couple of bits and pieces, really. Then Jack Todd Cant- Cantwell, we've seen him linked away. Obviously, we know Buendia has moved on. Do you think there's any any world in which Norwich let him move this summer? Is he is that you you in selling Buendia, you've closed the door on 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 having to sell anyone else? No, I mean if the the Norwich model is if they if anyone comes in with a bid that they deem the asking price, they will be sold, no matter who it is. Um, Norwich City want £40 million for Todd Cantwell. If Liverpool, if Aston Villa, if someone from abroad comes in with £40 million, he's gone. He's in the last year of his contract. I don't think he will go. I think Villa were were the club sniffing the hardest um, around him as a kind of uh, Grealish replacer. And he's got the ability to score goals um, and provide assists. Um, But unfortunately, when you're a self-sustaining football club, and big clubs come knocking with sizable amounts of money, that's the next five seasons of the of the club's future secured. So um, if the price is right, he's gone. Yeah. Um, well, that's just shite, isn't it? The, um, <laughs> but it, it, it is, it is, it is that, what it is. That's we, what I wanted to say, but I just sort of elongated it in a manner, but that's exactly right. <laughs> it is yeah, just yeah, shit. Absolutely. It's just shit. Um, we've got a question here from Red Zabby. I, I don't, I, this, I'll trust his uh, understanding on this. He says, fixed the set piece issues. Have you guys had set piece issues? Or uh, well, I think that's just the. I feel like every football fan thinks their club are just woeful at defending set pieces. I've always question, like, oh, no. Jack. Do you think do you think he's good at taking corners? No, 
No one, no we, one, nobody no. thinks their team's good at taking corners. It's fine. Just checking. No. Do you beat the first man? I mean, that's so basic, isn't it? We've played football <laughs> together, and everyone in the squads that we've played with has the ability to beat the first man. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it, yeah, it's an issue for Norwich City set pieces. Um, yeah, just ping ping balls into Van Dyke, and you'll probably have some kind of hope. You might touch Lucky and he doesn't start yet, mate. So your fingers. Oh, really? You guys okay. For us. Well, not not a hundred percent yet. Um, Ned says, "Do Norwich still play You're the Voice' by John Farnham before home games?" <laughs> I don't know. Now, hot. This is an exclusive. I believe the pre-match playlist has a fresh look for the new oh. season. So you might hear some. What's what's the what's the in music at the moment? Dua Lipa, maybe something like that. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, Jeff. I love the fact that you are you are significantly younger than me, and you should very much have your finger on the pulse for this. But yeah, you've always been an old soul. The um, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Liam Benson actually, yeah, with the super chat here says, uh, with fans being allowed back in stadiums, which away games are you gents looking forward to attending live? Do you want to go first? I've got a major, yeah. I've got a major, a major soft spot for Villa Park. I just think yes. it's a, a beautiful stadium. Um, mm. it, 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 there's something about it, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I have, I've never, I've, I've never been to Carroll Road, and unfortunately, it looks like it's going to be another two years <laughs> potentially before I get the chance again because I'm not going this that. weekend. No, I'm <laughs> um, so no, what, what, what about yourself? Any, any that well, you'll, uh, you'll drag yourself out for? I would have said Brentford before they moved stadium because their old place, the standing terraces, there was a pub on every corner. That was an absolute cracker of an away day. I'm like you. I, I really do enjoy the the older stadiums. I know your audience won't like this, but Goodison Park's always been good to us over the years. Um, Anfield's always that great. That away end is horrendous, though. It is genuinely it is. the worst. It's- it's beautifully horrendous, you know. It's kind of on <laughs> on Crystal Palace levels where it's so old and shit that it's there's something quite, you know, antique feeling about it. Um, so yeah, they're well, always yeah, nice. They're the two worst views I've ever had. I mean, with the exception of the Newcastle, which is a bad view because it's seven thousand miles in the air. But like <laughs> Crystal Palace, if you are mid mid tier in the away and there, you literally can't see the far side of the pitch and and ever yeah. you've got it's pillars. Pillars galore. Um, no, that's a good, a good, good, good shout. No, I, I get that. There's, there's a feel, a real feel of history. There's a lot of, a yeah. lot of people sweat in the floors of Goodison Park. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> if not. Um, right, sound. Uh, listen, yeah. I, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Any predictions? Any hopes, dreams for the game at the weekend? I just hope you know the fact that it's on you know Saturday half five against a club the stature of Liverpool. I hope we don't disgrace ourselves because the first game of the season is always incredibly, you know, overhyped in terms of whatever you do on the first game. I think people then just have that expectation for the rest of the season. People are very tuned in at the start. So if we go on and beat you, people will be expecting, well, Norwich are back and they're, you know, like they're never before, top 10 finish. Realistically, that's not going to happen. I'd like to see, and I know this is boring, a relatively low scoring game. I've had enough of five fours. I've had enough of Liverpool players' hat tricks. I took almost joy from when you only beat us 1-0 at Carrow last time. I think it was Mane that scored because it it didn't have the complete air of just, uh, you know, ridiculousness about it. Give me a boring nil-nil and Paul, I will be smiling all week long. Okay, sad. Yeah, I don't think the Liverpool Liverpool fans would echo that sentiment, but you know, <laughs> I, understandable. Um, just last year, I think it's an interesting question. Uh, Orlando Moulton 
Um, says which Norwich player should I put in my fantasy team? But I'd actually gonna alter that slightly. Which Norwich players? Which because th- we all do it. Who are the three Norwich players that you've got in your fantasy team? Um, Max Aaron's because I think as well as will be slightly more def- defensively sound, um, he's got an ability to get assists. So Max Aaron's or we, apparently we need to pronounce it Aaron's now. He's changed the okay. way he pronounces his name. So Max Aaron's. Um, Milo Rashika is incredibly unknown, but for that exact reason, that brings me joy. So I think he's got the ability to score goals this season and pick up assists. And then I think Billy Gilmore, um, he's just in terms of quality for Norwich City, he's far and above our best player now. So, um, so Gilmore will go in there. And I assume I'm not a massive fantasy player, but I assume they'll all be relatively cheap as well. Brilliant. There you go. Straight from the horse's mouth of the man who knows Jack Reeve from Talk Norwich City. Um, yeah, best of luck for this season, mate. Obviously, starting from Sunday onwards. Um, <laughs> uh, we very much would love it again if you could absolutely smack City about that. Would be great. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out more from Jack, do check out the Talk Norwich City uh, channel. The guy has been doing some phenomenal stuff over the last season, uh, keeping things going. Are, are the um, are the are the captains hats coming back this year? No, we we I think they're going to sort of retire to a to a draw somewhere. They've had their time. That you don't get the kind of piss ripped out of you if you're winning while you're wearing them. If we were to wear them against you and we get beat five nil, we you know we wouldn't last on 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 in, on the internet. So um, no, they've been they've been retired. HMS pissed the league has sailed. It's docked, and we're ready for for HMS Europa League now. <laughs> why not why not indeed thank you so much Jeff, for taking the time thanks to everyone at home for watching and for commenting as well uh, I will be over on the Talk Norwich uh, channel this week as well if you want to get some more over there and if you've got more insights into how Norwich are doing we talked a little bit of how the championship went last season a bit more how the club structured and what have you then get the Insights Extra show which is streaming on the RedmenTV.com we hope to see it over there Ta-da. small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 